Welcome my wonderful bucket list traveler friends. My name is Anna Hilario. I'm on a crazy journey to achieving my biggest life goal of living in seven countries with my husband and four-year-old daughter. Crazy, perhaps, but as they say, you only live once, but you only die once and you get the chance to live every single day. So why not fill your life with many adventures? So one day you can look back and say, I can't believe I did that. I'm here to share with you my story, the ups and downs of my journey so far, and the tips and tricks I've learned along the way, as well as interviews with my inspirational friends, in the hope that some aspect may resonate with you and inspire you to finally achieve your bucket list dreams. So my question is, what's stopping you from living the life you truly want and chasing your bucket list dreams? Welcome back, my beautiful bucket list traveler friends, and a special shout out to my friends and family in Portugal. Oh, I'm missing you guys so much. It's been so hard not being able to pop, just hop on a plane and go see you. It's actually the longest time I've gone without seeing my parents. It's been over two years now. I am so grateful for technology, but who can replace a nice warming hug from my parents? Hopefully not too much longer now until we can see each other. So in my last episode, I spoke about all the practical things you need to work through when relocating, moving overseas. It's clearly my biggest passion and drive in life. Traveling. I mean, who doesn't like traveling? I love holidays just as much as everyone else. But what better way to truly experience a different country and all the culture and all those experiences than to actually live there. So in today's episode, I thought I'd run through what it's actually like living abroad and all the pros and cons. This is based on our experience. So remember, everyone's journey and experience will look different. Have you ever lived or are living overseas? I would love to hear more about your experiences too. And if you have any questions or want to find out more, so please reach out to me by Instagram. My handle is Anna, A-N-A dot F dot Hilario. So I'm going to start off uh, today in today's episode with all the positives to see if I can convince you to truly just go for it. I don't want you to later look back in life and regret not making that big move to New York, London, Dubai. Or even just to a new suburb or state. Get out of your head and follow your heart and your deepest desires to live abroad. It will literally change your life in so many ways. So I'm going to get started. So the first one, meeting new people and making new friends. You get exposed to so many people from different walks of life that you just wouldn't have met otherwise get exposed to different cultures, different experiences, different ways of living. It really opens your mind to really new ways of thinking. It does make you grow so much as a person and makes your life so much richer and deeper. So how and where have I made new friends? I've never forced a relationship I mean, you can't force a relationship. How can you? It needs to be organic and it needs to blossom on its own. I know it's hard 
to make new friends and meet new people. I still find it bloody scary, trust me. But you can meet new people through work. I've met um, amazing friends through Eva's school, preschool, even at the park, at the beach with our dog Tuga. How about at a bar? You just never know where you're going to meet your new friends. And I love that Eva has had the opportunity to really blossom and make new friends in different countries from such a young age. She's truly taken to a traveller lifestyle so well. She's even been asking me for the last, I don't know, three or four months, what's the next country we're going to live in? I swear, she was born to travel the world. And if you're single, perhaps you might meet the love of your life. I mean, I met Caesar when I was travelling in Portugal and that's why we ended up moving to London to be together because we're doing long distance. You just don't know where your life journey will take you if you don't go out there and live life. Another one is getting out of your comfort zone. Like this is a massive one, especially if you've always lived in the same place your whole life. This is a huge one for me because I lived with my parents until I was 23 when I moved to London. And I mean, it was the first time living with a boyfriend, first time not living with my parents. It was crazy. It really pushed me to get out of my comfort zone. And I still have all those kind of brought up emotions and I guess insecurities every time we move. But it creates so much more independence and it's so liberating. Yes, it's a huge thing, moving countries. There is a lot involved, but it really pushes you to grow, opens your mind and provides you with incredible experiences. You don't want to look back when you're 80 or 90 and regret not going out there and making your dreams a reality, especially if you have ever dreamed about living abroad. It provides you with a huge sense of fulfillment and accomplishment. Don't you want to be proud that you made a move overseas and followed your dreams? It doesn't have to be forever. It can be for a year or two. Don't be scared. And if it doesn't work out, go home, move back to your home country. You just learn so much about yourself through this experience and you grow so much. Yes, it's scary and it can be painful, but they grow growing pains for a reason. (laughs) So another one, experiencing new cultures. Wow. Okay. This is a big one too. You can never truly experience a culture just by visiting somewhere on holiday and moving abroad gives you just so much more cultural awareness and understanding. It's one to... One thing to um, visit a country on holiday and do all those touristy things, but it's truly another experience living there and going deeper into that culture, past all the touristy stuff, because the touristy stuff is made for tourists, they're not for the locals. Like Even when we go on holiday to another country, we always try to go where the locals go. Like We never stay in those all-inclusive five-star, four-star, whatever, resorts. I mean... They look great, but they don't give you that true experience of the culture. What's the point of going to that country if you're just going to stay in a hotel the whole time? You might as well just do that in your home country, really. Especially when it comes to going out eating, we always stay off the tourist strip. We ask the locals, okay, where do you guys recommend going um, to eat? Actually, that's the, the number one thing I always do, especially if we go in a taxi from the airport to wherever we're staying. I ask a million and one questions to the taxi driver, okay, where do you go locally? What are the best things to do here? Not 
just the standard touristy stuff. Yeah, you can go to a museum, you can go to all the, um, the landmarks, beaches, whatever. But what else is there to see that, you know, the hidden gems? So there's a beautiful quote from Gandhi. A nation's culture resides in the hearts and in the souls of its people. It's beautiful. Another positive about living abroad. You gain so many new and incredible experiences. I mean, living in a new country exposes you to try new things. When you live there, you want to truly take advantage of all the opportunities and experiences that appears. I mean, living in Christchurch now. Uh, when we arrived, the early bird ticket for skiing for the ski pass finishes the finished the day after we arrived, and we randomly, well, I think we we're at a cafe looking. I think we were trying to find um, a real estate agent to look for a place to rent, and because we had our dog, one of us had to stay outside. Um, so we just stayed in a cafe and we randomly just started talking to a lady because her dog was making friends with our dog and we just said that we moved to Christchurch literally the day before and she's like, oh, you think about skiing? We're like, yes, we want to. And she's like, go buy your ski pass today because it's the last day for early bird and you save a couple hundred dollars. I mean, every dollar counts. So we did that. Crazy, I know. The second day living in Christchurch, we bought our ski pass and then literally about five or six weeks later, um, the ski season opened and then we went pretty much most weekends that we could to Mount Hutt because it's only two hours away. So it was a day trip, leave before well, before five just to get there early because then it was craziness. And we signed up my then three-year-old daughter and she was in ski classes and absolutely loves it. And she keeps asking us all throughout summer, when can we go skiing again? But anyway, for us living in various countries also gives our parents the opportunity to travel more as they have come out to visit us in each country that we've lived in, especially for my parents-in-law who haven't really travelled to many places outside of Portugal. But by us living in London and then Sydney, I mean, London was so close to them, so that was fine. But Sydney, wow, that was a big, big trip for them. And it really forced them to overcome or push through, I'm not sure, their fear or anxiety of travelling. I mean, if we weren't living in Sydney, they would never have travelled to Australia. And even our friends have come to visit, especially my best friend Pam and Serge, they've come to visit us in every country we've lived in. And it just gives them that opportunity and that reason to go and travel the world a bit more. So I really can't wait for the New Zealand borders to finally open so we can have friends and family come to visit us and explore the beautiful nature that New Zealand has to offer. It is incredible, like breathtaking. So if you haven't been to New Zealand, put it on your bucket list, especially maybe later this year or definitely next year. There's just so many incredible places to see. And I've got a massive list that we need to get out and travel a bit more. But COVID's kind of dampening that plan just for a little bit, hopefully. So, yeah, traveling around. <laughs> That's another big positive. Day trips, road trips, exploring the new country. Take advantage of the long weekends. Or just take a day or two of annual leave and have little mini trips and holidays throughout the year. You don't need to, you know, have expensive mini trips all the time pack a picnic fill your car up with petrol and just drive somewhere new along the coast inland wherever just for a day trip just get out there and explore there's so many little hidden gems too that 
when you go to a different country on holiday, unless you're traveling for six months or a year, you'll never get the opportunity. And let's be honest, how many times do you go back on holiday to the same country? Very rarely. Um, so depending on how the COVID situation um, here in Christchurch or in the um, South Island plays out in the coming weeks, which I suspect is going to be a bit crazy, uh, we are hoping to go to Han- Hanma Springs and relax in thermal pools at some point in the near future, hopefully. Our plan for each country we've lived in is, and we continue to live in, is to take advantage of what is available locally or any great specials too that come up. Because okay, here in New Zealand's a bit different, but when we were living in London, I surprised Caesar with a trip to New York for his 30th. Okay, it does sound lavish, but there was an incredible special with British Airways at the time. Don't tell Cesar this, but I thought, why the hell not? And it was actually on a long uh, bank long weekend, so it all worked out really well. And gosh, what an incredible holiday that was. Definitely want to go back. Okay, another positive, although it does present itself with some additional potential challenges at times, is Korea. So moving abroad obviously provides you with international experience learning new ways of doing things and expanding your professional networks. But I'm going to be honest, it hasn't always been smooth sailing with us for our careers, but with a lot of hard work, perseverance, things do work out for the best in the end, although at the time it can be pretty overwhelming and challenging. (laughs) Working overseas, depending on what industry and career you have, It does give you a competitive edge at times and also opens opportunities that perhaps you wouldn't get if you were staying in your home country or city. So when I was living in London and worked for EY, Ernest & Young, I was fortunate enough to work on a project. It was a lot of work. Um, But it enabled me to meet meet Richard Branson, Lord Young and James Kahn. And then when I was living in, uh, working in Sydney, also for um, Ernest & Young, I worked on a project with George Miller, the producer of Mad Max. And I also volunteered because the opportunity came and I took it um, to help out with the Actors Awards. And that's the Australian, um, sorry, now I'm like stumbling, Cinema and Television Awards. Wow. Okay. So I was invited to the after party where I met Mel Gibson. I wouldn't have gotten these opportunities at all or anything close if I was just staying in Perth. I mean, it's not all about the celebrities and the material things, but it's the experience. Don't you want to be able to tell your children and grandchildren one day and say, wow, look at all these experiences that I had and encourage them to also go out there and live their dreams and get those experiences that you get from living abroad. It really does just give you a truly new perspective on life and really enriches your soul in so many ways. Okay, so now I'm going to talk about the not so great things about living abroad. I don't want to turn you off, but I I want to be honest. So moving abroad is very expensive. I mean, shipping your stuff. and, And that's one thing that you can work through. So go back to my second episode. It depends on how much you want to ship, but got the flights and they've got all the setup costs in the new place 
But you don't take money and material things with you when you die. And you are going to seriously regret not living life more. So it all comes down to saving as much as you can and making the big move and just pushing through it and making it work. We've spent thousands of dollars moving, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I have absolutely no regrets with us having this lifestyle. But it all just comes down to what your priorities are in life and how passionate you truly are about having the experience of living overseas. So another one that you have to work through is all the admin getting set up, finding a job, opening a bank account, finding a place to live and all the setup with utility accounts, the list goes on. But I cover all the practical admin things in episode two, so go and check that out if you're ready to make the big move. It's a lot of work, but hey, everything in life worth doing involves work. Even planning a holiday involves a lot of work, but it's exciting. So just think of it as a massive holiday with a bit more admin involved. (laughs) Look, I've done it many times, so I'm please reach out if you've got any questions at all. And I'm here to help you make that big move if you're ready to. So another one, challenging one, but also a positive one. It depends on your perspective. It's the making new friends. Yes, it's hard. But relationships shouldn't be forced and they need to grow organically. It takes time And you have different opportunities to make new friends through your job, kids' school, kind of all the standard things, how you make friends generally anyway. Yes, it can be daunting, just like the first day of school. And I still get pretty scared every time we move, but also every time you make a career move or move companies, move jobs. But once you get over that little fear, it's so worth it. And the universe sure has a strange way of surprising you and bringing people into your life. So in Sydney, I met some pretty cool friends that would definitely be in my life forever. One of my closest friends was actually my old boss at EY. And get this, okay, this is a bit surreal. We actually lived in the same apartment building when we first moved to Sydney. Seriously, serendipity or what? (gasps) And our like kids are pretty much like cousins and yeah, so surreal, the fact that we lived in the same building. Here in Christchurch, we met an older couple who are in their 80s a few months ago when we went, for the first time we went to this actual, like it's a local bar slash restaurant. They just randomly started a conversation with us as we were about to leave and then we ended up staying a bit longer actually for a couple more drinks. Long story short, they invited us to their house for a drink one afternoon. Um, I was more of a a tea um, and some uh, nice cakes. And they came to our place, I think it was last weekend, for tapas and cocktails. Seriously, who would have thought a random encounter at our local bar would have led to a friendship with a couple in their 80s? I mean, I've absolutely loved hearing their stories from living in a jungle in Borneo and then the lady being a professional ballet dancer when she was younger. Oh my gosh, seriously, there's so much soul and enrichness from hearing their stories. It's incredible. But that's the beauty in living in different countries. I would never have met this beautiful couple if I was still living in Perth. 
All right. So for me, the hardest part about living overseas abroad is saying goodbye to our family and feeling homesick. It never gets any easier. Trust me. Um, technology is a great replace. Isn't sorry. Isn't a replacement for face-to-face drinks, hugs, experiences, but it does help maintain the connection and the relationships and just keeping up to date with what's going on. And it's pretty cheap and accessible these days, as long as you have a smartphone and internet. We have a group chat. Uh, so it's me, Caesar, my parents, my in-laws and my brother-in-law. We message every day and we probably, well, with all the photos of Eva and videos and general updates, and then we probably speak video like every couple of days or every day nearly. It's just to maintain that touch point, that connection. Oh, but nothing can replace a nice warm hug from my parents. Oh, I don't want to get emotional now. So living far from family is super tough, especially when you go through any health issues like I have recently or when we lost our grandparents. Yes, that was really tough, not being close to our parents. Oh, I am getting emotional. We haven't had any family close by for many years since we left Perth, um, especially since we've had our daughter. Friends tell me, I don't know how you do it, and I'm not looking for praise, trust me, or anything, but we've never had help, and we've just had to push through all the hard days. We just don't know any different, so it is what it is. And you just need to do what needs to be done, and perhaps just call your parents and have a big cry or... It's tough. Family, oh God, I am really emotional, I'm sorry. Family for me and for us is truly the most important thing. And it's very hard living so far from our family. But we, live, we need to live our life for us. But also when we're together with our parents and our family, it's just so beautiful and we value that precious time even more. Pre-COVID, We would see our parents probably every 18 months max. It's now been over two years and we still don't know when we can actually see each other again. That is the hardest part, not not having a date to count down to. We're just hoping, fingers, toes, everything crossed, that the New Zealand borders will open, properly open this year and enable our parents to come to New Zealand. Because I really want them to, well, my parents have been here before, not since we've been here but I want my in-laws to really see it and I want us all to be together and have little holidays, travel around. I'm just hoping that we could spend Christmas all together here in Christchurch. All right, so I think I've given you a good overview of the main positives and some negatives about living abroad. I am so, so, so passionate about our life goal of living in seven countries and I want to help as many people make the big, scary move overseas. So please reach out if you have any questions or are ready to make the big leap. I would love to hear more about your journey and experiences. So on a final note, I'm going to leave you with a couple of quotes to think about. Fill your life with adventures, not things. Have stories to tell, not stuff to show. And the last one, making a big life change is pretty scary. But you know what's scarier? Regret. Lots of love, my beautiful bucket list traveller friends. Wishing you all the best. 
hope there were some golden nuggets for you in this episode of Bucket List Traveller. Use these to kickstart and fuel your passions and dreams. So what is one practical thing you can do in the next two days to get you that one step closer to achieving something on your bucket list? If you're enjoying listening to my Bucket List Traveller podcast, I'd be so incredibly grateful if you can leave me a review and let your friends know about it too. So until next time, stop dreaming about your bucket lists and go out there and live them. Oh, 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 oh,